Hello everyone and welcome to one of the biggest episodes of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast this year as we preview British Champs. Yeah, it's that time of year again where we get to see the best of British battle it out for places on the GB team for the summer's international meet, which of course is the World Champs in Japan. A lot of great races to preview and get our teeth into as, as we look forward to 2023 British Championships. Yes, so before we get started on this podcast, just to make you guys aware, we are recording this slightly early. So a little bit earlier in the lead up to Champs than we would like, and that's simply because Dan has a wedding and a honeymoon to go on, and we can't record a podcast while he is in Jordan, essentially enjoying <laughs> himself. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of this information might be inaccurate with potentially injuries that might cover up crop up in the next two weeks swimmers pulling out of events because we don't have a start sheet in front of us but we are doing as always to the best of our abilities now yes the aim for this podcast then we are going to take you guys through the structure of the meet we are going to talk about those pesky consideration and qualifying times because there's a lot to debate there. Mm. We are going to discuss a few young swimmers that we are looking out for, but not really putting expectations on. Um, some swimmers returning from injury in the British scene. There's there's a few big ones to keep an eye big on. Names. And then we will go through our favorite battles. And as always, we will give two or three big predictions that we do on this podcast we are usually wrong but it's always good to put something big out there just half the time for a clicky title to a podcast but dan but one of them's gonna come in at some point surely <laughs> <laughs> lots to get through on this podcast it's um yeah. like you said this is the biggest british meet of the year it's in sheffield nice hot sticky poolside we will be there towards the end mm. of the meet capturing interviews poolside clips the lot um, and I can't wait. Yeah, I'll be back just in time for the weekend to see the weekend's racing, which, of course, uh, for me, the biggest race is the men's 203. That's obviously the one I really want to watch. But there are plenty of races that you can get your teeth into and uh, digest. And we're going to go through them as much as we can here because it's all very exciting. Absolutely. So, yeah, commitment by Dan is the fact that he's getting back from his honeymoon on the Friday and we'll be in Sheffield on the Saturday. Aye, um, correct. Yes. <laughs> so let, let's let's kick things off with the structure of the meet, just as a little guide for those who might be watching. So as far as we're aware, then, the structure of the meet is as follows. You have morning heats at 9.30 a.m. That's quite late in the day for swimming, actually. It That's is, not bad. Yeah. I believe there are some middle heats for the slower qualifiers, but that is kind of unconfirmed, as always on the British Swimming kind of post. It's not clear, I believe. And then there are evening finals, which start at around 6 p.m., and I would have thought they'd take about two, two and a half hours. So the I finals that are on offer are going to be junior finals, which are males and females born in 05, 06, 07, 08, and 09. Priority Paris final, which it, is it Priority Paris? Is that still a thing, Priority Paris, like a year out from the I, Olympics? Is it not... I, Los I Angeles. pasted it, so... No, I, I oh, copied wow. and pasted it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Priority Paris final for males and females born 2000 or younger, and then open A and B finals. So essentially, four finals per event. It's a lot. That's a lot of racing. It's quite interesting that they still have Priority Paris with a year to go. Mm. Um, I would have thought they'd be now looking forward to, let's say, LA. LA. I know that's... A, a they haven't got years, a catchy name for it yet. Way. That's why. No, obviously <laughs> <laughs> LA doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does it? But uh, yeah, the, the same finals, four finals, a lot of chances for 
Uh, swimmers to have two races, which I think is quite key, um, especially for those younger swimmers to try and gain a bit of experience. But it's it's going to be quite good to see all of them racing again, really. Absolutely. And by two races, you mean like qualifying from your heats and swimming in the evening final session. That's great. Yeah. Heat and then final again. Yeah. Okay. And the whole point of this meet is to qualify for the world's team this summer. So let's talk about the qualifying standards and the selection times then. So I'll be honest, we're not going to spend a massive amount of time on this. So the best place for everyone to look is Paul Boy's website. We will link it in the description of this podcast in the show notes. He's done a completely comprehensive breakdown of it all. (laughs) But essentially, to get an automatic spot on British Swimming Squad this summer is extremely tough. Nigh on impossible. Uh, Yes. I mean, I've done a little bit of research. I may have missed one or two here. But if you want to qualify automatically for i've got five events here there could be more like i said the men's 400 im the men's 100 backstroke the men's 200 fly the women's 100 fly the women's 100 breaststroke if you want an automatic qualification you've got to go a british record <laughs> i find that insane that is madness now that, that's the automatic just... qualification um the the consideration consideration times are slower but not by much still mind tough. You. Like, yeah, still tough. they're still very very hard but that's that's how hard british swimming want these swimmers to be going in march or early april which is crazy yeah so in in the world of swimming usually to qualify for these meets you need to hit a fina a time so yeah. fina will put out wow is it called a fina a time anymore world aquatics a time aquatics yeah, yeah there we go a world aquatics a time which essentially is a percentage off the world record if i am yeah. right in thinking um and British swimming usually, if not always, see this time as too slow to make the British swimming team. We want you to be in a different percentage of the world record, which is why the times like the men's 100 back, the men's 200 fly, which have ridiculously fast world records as of recently, yeah. are really tough to hit and British records need to be broken to make an automatic squad. That's what they've made their times off of. Do I like it? Absolutely not. Has it worked over recent years? Yes. So while I don't like it, I'm not going to complain. The British swimming's had a lot of success recently. So if that's how they want to do it, that's how they want to do it. And and that's what it comes down to, I think. If you look back in history and they've had these fast consideration times or qualifying times, um, it's clearly worked because you look at the success we had in Tokyo. And if it's not broken, then you don't fix it. So you just keep going Mm. and going and going until it does get broken. Then you've got to readjust again. But Listen, it's worked before. I think a lot will come down to coaches' discretion, like it has done yes, for the past yes, few yes. Uh, international selections. But it's very interesting. I know a lot of people don't like these fast qualification times because then youngsters can't get through to potentially their first international meet. But it's worked in the past, and that's what British Swimming will go back on, basically. Yeah. Now, while you won't automatically qualify if you don't hit this time, that doesn't mean the swimmers won't go we just look at the automatic qualifying time right now i think there's only seven guys and no women who have got under that in the past year but Mm. they will still take a squad of around 24 to 30 swimmers is that's kind of the number i'm expecting even though there isn't like a definitive this is the cutoff this is how many we can take yeah i was gonna say nothing is properly confirmed is it um, no, but that, that's what Dan means by coach's discretion. Like if yeah. you don't have a hundred backstroke swimmer who's not hit the qualification times, well, you need one for a medley relay. They'll probably take two. I was going to say, I think relays will be taking the priority here. Whoever mm. is the fastest hundred backstroker, whoever's the fastest hundred breaststroker, I assume they will 
they will go to Japan because we need yeah, them where, as part of the relay, you know? Whereas, like, the men's 200 fly, the men's 400 IM are probably going to be unlucky with selection, if anyone is going to be unlucky with selection. I suppose you can put that down to, like, you know, before in the, the women's distance events. If it doesn't... Absolutely. It, it, you know, th- those races don't count towards a relay, so it's almost like they're secondary, which sounds terrible. I don't really want to it say really that, does. you know? I don't, yeah, but, um, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like it. But the hundreds are where it's at, and the 200s, of course, especially on the freestyle front, because of those potential relay spots. But it's, uh, it is a shame that that's the priority. We should be prioritizing every event, I think. But that's yep. me. Enough about them, those, those pesky times. Let's, let's move on, then, to... A happier topic, a less controversial <laughs> topic, young swimmers to watch. Now, yeah. the young swimmers we're going to talk about here, we don't actually want to put any pressure or expectations on them ahead of this meet because some of them are still at school. Some of them are very young. It is more if they produced a massive PB and made the squad I wouldn't be massively surprised. So those are the swimmers that we're talking about here. Now, the first swimmer I want to talk about and one that I'm going to touch upon briefly, but probably not as much as people would like me to. But that is because she is still extremely young. And when I say young, I think she's 14. And that is Amelie Bloxage. Now, she has been setting age group records in 400 free, 800 free, 1500 free. I think she set three of them at one meet out in Sweden. I think she has a great chance at a good future in this sport. But at the age of 14... I don't want to be saying it's a disappointing meet for her if she doesn't break age group British records. So I'm just going to say now she's a name to look out for for the future. But at this point in time, putting a lot of pressure on her, making the team feels too early. Yeah, actually, I don't think we should mention her name again, not in a bad way, because I just think she is so young, 13, 14 year olds. You know, when you think about it at school, that's what, year nine, year 10, something along those sort of ages. Um, she's busy doing schoolwork. I think she's got other priorities right now. Let her be. Let her enjoy the sport she, rather than yes, pressure of breaking we don't records need to and times. Yeah, we don't need to pressurise her right now. Um, so let's. I think we should move on to some other names that I think are slightly older, but still in that sort of young category. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to. Sienna Robinson, I think, might have a good meet on the breaststroke front. We've had Molly Renshaw, Sarah Vasey now retire, and there's going to be a bit of an influx of new breaststroke talent come through on the women's scene. So I think she's got a bit of a. I think this might be the competition where she stands up and impresses. Um, so I mm. think she's one to watch out for. And we've spoken about these names before Eva Okara and Holly Widows. They are you, doing very well where they are right now. Yeah, there's there's quite a few on the women's side of things. Um, Evie Dilly as well is also quite good. Um, I think Kiana McInnes, she yeah, she's she classes a young swimmer. I think this might be her time in a 200 flight. I know Laura Stevens is still the top dog, but I just think Kiana might just pull something out of the bag. Yeah, so so we've kind of mentioned those junior swimmers. I, w- I would say those first ones, if you move on to Kiana McInnes, then it's a, it's a breakout swimmer. I think she has yes. a real chance now because she is a senior swimmer. She's at Sterling. Um, yeah, you say Laura Stevens is the swimmer. She, Laura Stevens is swimming very well. Very, very well right now. After moving up to Dave Hemming's squad in Loughborough, she is... I think PBs are coming in the two-fly and her PB is fast. Like it's, she's doing really, really well. But yeah, you're right. Kiana McInnes in the two fly. And I wouldn't count her out in the hundred fly either. No. I think the hundred fly looked very impressive at Bucks for her. Sub minute, if I remember correctly. So she will probably challenge Laura on the hundred fly, I imagine, because Laura is more suited to the two, as is Kiana, I reckon, as well. Um, 
But yeah, Laura Stevens is looking very good right now. That's almost, mm. for me, almost a guaranteed PB for her. If she's fractions off her PB back in Edinburgh or the other meets that she's done so far this year, I think I think a PB is almost like certain at this rate. But I don't want to, I don't know put her under any pressure or anything okay then if we look at the guy side then it's something i'm going to touch upon a little bit later on this in this podcast the the young backstrokers coming through the matthew wars johnny marshall john adams a little bit older of those group because he's at a national center robbie hemmings i i I really like their prospects but one guy who if we put him in the kiana mckinnis category who might have a breakout meet is ed mildred so he has now had 18 months now over a year at the over a year over a year at the bath performance center not national center anymore i'm going to get that wrong a lot um you can see on his instagram he's throwing weights around now he didn't do that before in northampton and i think this could be the meet that we see the benefits what event it comes in i'm not entirely sure he's been racing a lot of different events at the moment the hundred fly the hundred free the two free damn what's your thoughts on what event he th- I think he's going to specialise in. I think, he's obviously, <laughs> I think he's going to be racing the job lot at Champs. I think he wants to give himself the best opportunity at any event, to be honest with you. Um, I see him more as a 100 freestyler, 100 flyer as of right now. But he should Tough also events be... to make the team on. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. Especially looking at these times that he got a hit as well. Um, I mean, he shouldn't disregard the 2 free and the 200 uh, well, you could do the 200 IM as well. I was about to play 200 IM, but it could be the two flight. Honestly, he could do anything. Um, yeah. I'm glad that he is now filling out as well, because I actually kind of predicted, when was it? Even when he was at Northampton. So let's say two years ago that he's one to watch. And again, similar to Kenny McInnes, this might be the time where he impresses and actually comes through that crowd and breaks through. Uh, he's definitely one to watch out for, certainly. Yeah, now along with these young names, there are a host of big names returning from injuries. The big name for me that I'd love to see is Kathleen Dawson. She's mm-hmm. been swimming at Bucks. She's swam a little bit at Edinburgh as well. And she's doing 60 points for these 100 back trips, which I think is actually quite good coming off that really... <laughs> It's quite a bad back injury, you know. Yeah. And she's had this. She's had this back injury for a long time now. So it's it's good to see her back in the pool. Um, we, you saw her at uh, Edinburgh. She looked pretty good. And so hopefully she can go sub minute and uh, challenge the other girls that will be there as well. Yeah, it's going to be a tough battle though. There's there's a few of them in that hundred back that she's yeah. going to have to beat to make the team. But yeah, yeah. I think it, like you said, it is really good just to see Kathleen back in the water and back swimming because it was a really bad injury. Um, and then one more name. He wasn't injured last year, but it's gone under the radar. It's Duncan Scott. And like last last summer, he had COVID. So he missed, what was it? He missed two of the competitions, two of the three majors. So he kind of, like being Duncan Scott, everyone just presumed he raced last year, but actually he didn't race at Worlds and he didn't race at Europeans. So it's going to be good to see him off the back of good winter's training. He's been, I saw him up in Sterling. He's been in a heavy, heavy block of training. He's raced a lot. He raced loads of meters up in Edinburgh. I think he did the two fly out of all like he did every event um the 203 is going to be very very highly competitive and tough the 200 im also pretty tough now tom dean's swimming it as well so yeah um he's got a battle on his hands at champs to win his titles again um but again it's like i think people should just be aware last last summer was a down year for duncan because of covid this year could he could be backfiring to his best 
Yeah, you kind of expect that from Duncan, don't you? Every time he's in the pool, he pulls out some absolutely incredible swim. Um, for me, I just think his swim so far have just been like a second off where I'd like him to be. So he went 2.01 in the Tunjalim at Edinburgh. I, 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 two minutes would be quite good. If his PB is... 155 low you kind of just want him to be that little bit faster but again he's, he's, he's in that he, he was I in that really was hard tired. training block yeah I mean actually a lot of them to be fair have been in a really hard training block uh, like we spoke I wouldn't to Jimmy read Guy too much into those Edinburgh times. yeah that Jimmy Guy was absolutely dying up in Edinburgh and he was like oh give me taper now so I think yeah, a lot yeah, of them yeah. have been pushed really really hard um, and the fact that they will all be tapering for this meet because of how hard these qualification mm. times are Maybe we should be expecting some amazing times for you guys. Maybe. I'm not actually some fast not battles. Sure. Who knows? Yeah. So oh, let, let's, let's, the battles will let's, be amazing. Let's talk about those best battles then. So hmm. we can't preview every single race like we would for a world chance, <laughs> simply because we'll be here all night, and no one wants to listen to a two-hour podcast of me and Dan speaking. But we'll we'll go through our favourite battles then right. of British champs, and I'm going to kick things off uh, straight off the back of our big names returning in the women's 100 backstroke so mm. Kathleen Dawson really does have a tough battle on our hands with Medi Harris and Lauren Cox I think Lauren Cox has gone under the radar for how well she swam recently especially at Commonwealth Games for England Definitely. I think she can comfortably go under a minute so whether Kathleen can match these two girls I, th I think Medi I'd love to see her push on from last year maybe hit a 50 eight although it's very early in the year for that <laughs> um well they, they've got to hit 58 nine to automatically qualify which is so <laughs> difficult very very difficult um, it's a good it's a good three-way tussle i mean lauren mm. is very good over the shorter distance of the 50 so i yep. imagine she'll be taken out stronger than the other two but then you've got i think kathleen is just almost a perfect 100 meter backstroker she can kind of go out hard and hold it on the way back but i think at the moment going into that race medi has to be the favorite for me well, she's got a very busy schedule, which we'll get to. I think she's under the radar in a few other events. Like, she swam really well for the relays last summer in the 100 and 200 free. And I think the 200 free, she's going in fastest this year. Like, of all the swims <laughs> yeah. this season, she's gone a 158.0. She swam that out in the Something. TYR Pro Series out in America, which yeah. is good. It's the fastest time for a British woman right now. So, yeah, it's yeah. nothing to, it's, you know, she's, she's number one on the team list as, as of the, the women's four by two. So, well, yeah. should, we, well, should we talk about that women's 200 free then as, as we've tangent onto it then? On, There's yeah, yeah. five girls, really, who get, who are battling for two individual event spots. Individual. And then the yeah. four by two is just looking very strong now with the five of them. So you've got Freya Anderson, Freya Colbert, Abby Woods, Medi Harris, and Lucy Hope. Mm, yes, and I, I, I agree with you. I think the future of that relay is actually getting stronger and stronger. The mm. fact that those five girls are all going, as of right now, 158s. I know there's a few girls that can go 157s, um, with Freya Anderson going 156. Um, it's looking quite good. The only problem is, is that you look at the American team or the Chinese team or the Australian team and you're like, oh, we're still are quite we far behind. Best? But it's, it's, yeah, we are definitely fourth best right now. Um, so it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's going in the right direction, which I really like to see. And it's very mm. interesting. We've already mentioned it, that Medi is the fastest this year so far, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is weird to say when you're throwing like Franzen in a mix as well. So it'd be mm. interesting. It's going to be a good old tussle, that one. I'm going to look forward to it. 
Yeah, so I I just think the men's 200 free is the one that's pumped up the most, but actually that women's one mm. is maybe just as good. That that's actually quite a good battle now. When it, in in terms of battles, I think it's you know right up there. It's just the problem is you look at the times and it's not your Arion Titmus or your Ledeckis or well, some yeah, Macintoshes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you look at the men's side and those guys are actually at the top of the, the world. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. I think that, sure that's 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 sure. the difference in terms of the battle as a spectacle. Watching on pool side, it's going to be just as exciting for me. Anyway, I like the drama, obviously, but uh, yeah, it's definitely one to watch out for that race. Another battle that is going to be a spectacle now. Both of these girls, for me, are going to make the squad quite comfortably. But I'm just looking forward to a straight head-to-head between them is Katie Shanahan and Freya Colbert in the Women's 400 IM. They both won medals internationally last year in this event in different competitions, each of them. And I have to say they are two of the best women in Britain right now. I have to agree with you. And the fact that they're still as young as they are and they're pulling out these sort of times and performances and getting these medals in these international competitions, it's very exciting. I'm going to throw mm. a little curveball in there as well. I don't think she'll... I think she's going to finish third. But Lily Booker, I think, is on her way up the uh, the Ooh. IM ranks as well. I know she's good at the breaststroke and I think that's yeah, probably yeah. her main stroke. But she's actually quite decent at this IM as well. So watch out for her. She's not watching... She's not one to disregard let's say but i think casey shanahan freya colbert are the ones to watch out for especially when it comes to the 400 i am that's gonna be a great head-to-head 100 percent, 100 percent. um let's, let's preview the guys said then i've got two yeah i mean there's loads of races but two or three <laughs> which i'm really really looking forward to i'm gonna start with the least obvious one which is the men's hundred back now i don't that's expect this obvious. to be well, That's the least okay. obvious. Now, this isn't going to be the fastest event in the program because men's 100 backstroke in Britain is admittedly a step behind the world level. The world level is taken a leap on recently with Thomas Chekon mm. and the likes of Hunter Armstrong, Ryan Murphy still going the very Americans. fast. But yeah. in terms of the whole field could potentially win gold in this one, I think it's <laughs> going to be extremely hard to call. So you've got your two lead backstrokers right now in the world in in the world in britain in luke greenbank and Brody williams but in my opinion both of those are suited to the 200 back and both of those both of them have potential for medals on an international level at the 200 back so they really could do without targeting the 100 because they are quite different events but nevertheless they are the two to knock off the perch yes and the, the people battling them are Elliot Clogg, Johnny Marshall, Jono Adams, Cam Booker, Oliver Morgan, Matthew Ward, Robbie <laughs> Hemmings, Joe Litchfield. I've named I've named the final Dan. That's the that's, final. That, that's yeah. eight. <laughs> yeah. Or more. That yeah. is incredible depth at the hundred backstroke. And I think this is because a lot of these younger swimmers see a gap in that medley relay team. There is a huge void that needs filling. Who is going to win out of these? We will get to that later. Oh, my but God. Yeah, well, we'll I think that head-to-head head is just fascinating. And it is a product of a very successful men's relay team, which has a, a very obvious hole in it right now for me. Yeah, that's, it's a very such an exciting event. So you said at the very beginning that this is the least obvious event from the men's side that you're looking forward to. This has to be right up there with... Uh, maybe not the 200 meter freestyle because that really is that's the top one but this is <laughs> this is very very close the fact that you could name the final pretty much 
Um, oh, it's very exciting. I'm getting quite excited. I don't know if you can tell. But like, I think Luke and Brody have a real challenge on their hands from all of the names that you've just said. We've spoken to Johnny Marshall. Uh, he looks pretty good as of right now. He's excited spoken to come on to over Elliot and race Clark. his guys. Spoken to Elliot Cog. He thinks he's got a chance as well. I mean, I know that automatic qualification time, you've got to hit a British record, like I said, 52.5, which is Whoa. quick. Very, very quick. I mean, if one of those That's guys can go that... If one of those guys can go that, then we are quids in on this medley re- uh, on the medley relay come Paris. I think we're looking very good then. Um, but those top two boys, I mean, are they the top two with these young guns coming through? I suppose you have to say that right now. But they are 200-meter backstrokers, like you say. And these guys coming through are 100-meter backstrokers. So will they yeah, knock them off their absolutely. perch? Um, we'll talk about Scott's prediction later on. <laughs> mm. A little bit of a tease. Um, and then the ov- obvious of a two for me, the men's 100 freestyle, I think, to make the automatic team in that one is nuts. To the point where the final relay team come world champs might not even have Duncan Scott on it. If if I'm mm. thinking, frankly, I'm going, well, Lewis, um, this is, I'll tell you what, this is not an order, a predicted order for this event. But if I'm just thinking the top four, that I'm looking at right now, Tom Dean, Lewis Burris, Jacob Whittle, and Matt Richards. Like, that is an extremely fast team. Does Duncan make the team? I think he probably <laughs> will. Um, but who out of those four do you drop? And who out of uh, those four, or who out of those five plus Ed Mildred and maybe others makes the two automatic spots? I don't know. Oh, well, that's that's the exciting thing, isn't it? I think yeah. when you talk about the relay, I think we're going to be taking five swimmers, or five swimmers will be six. in in mind, maybe even six, I suppose, um, to sort of rest them for the heats, for the finals, whatever. Um, but in terms of who is qualifying as the top two, I mean, the qualification time that they've got to do is a forty-seven-six. Um, I'm not quite sure if anyone's going to be able to do that. To be honest with you, as of these guys this early in the season, it's very Lewis very is- fast. Lewis Burress is the most under the radar because we haven't seen him race. Yes, and I suppose he's the... the, ah, the who goes in favour? I honestly, I couldn't tell you. I do not know. I'm going to have to say Tom Dean as of right now because yeah, he's the one swimming the best. Um, but again, he, he's not going to be targeting 100. He's going to do the, the two free. Are the you sure? I am. I Are think. you sure? I don't, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How exciting. I don't know. I tell you what, Tom well, Dean I, looked I, very impressive up in Edinburgh. He was a standout yeah. swimmer by a long way. Yeah, and it's I, I still find it baffling that you talk about having Duncan off your relay team. I'm like, just that's crazy to me still. But the fact but it's that fast without it's, him, it, it could be it, it could potentially happen to him. Um, I, we'll see. It's going to be very exciting, and it's really the kind of the same names for the 200 free as well, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, with the exception of maybe. Jacob Whittle and Lewis Ferris that go Joe out. Joe Litchfield in. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. I, Jack yeah. McMillan. Yeah, Jack McMillan, like, yeah. Just like, don't count Jack McMillan out in the two free. He was very strong in the short course season. Give him Matt Richards mm. a, a right battle up in Scot- Scotland. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, men's freestyle in this country is in a very strong place. That's great. And one of those people, I mean, it's a good problem to have. One of these swimmers, maybe two of these swimmers are not going to get selected in terms of relay or just the team in general because the rest of them are just some of the best swimmers on the planet on that particular event. So it's it's a good mm. problem to have in terms of the the country as a whole. 
But um, yes, yeah, so unfortunate for those swimmers that aren't going to make it. Be good to see them all on the on the plane, to be honest with you. And they have all got a chance to make it on the plane. Well, if, if you think, right I'll tell you what, if you think about Tom Dean and Duncan's schedule, the fact that they, in all likelihood, they are both going to be on both relays in one spot where they, yeah, they're, they're probably both going to swim finals because of the swimmers that they are. The, that, the fact that now we can rest them in the heats, we couldn't do that in Tokyo, which is probably yeah. why they didn't get the world record in the 4 by 2 albeit they, they got a goal, that's, that's not the point. But the fact that you had to swim Tom Dean in the morning straight after he had just won his individual gold, you had yeah. to race Duncan. You couldn't rest them. Now, in, especially in the 4 by one I feel very comfortable that you can rest Tom and Duncan in the heats and you still get through as fast as seed. I, I'm pretty comfortable with that now, and I think that is a very good place to be in come Paris because the boys swam a lot in relays when they had very busy individual schedules. Mm. Yeah. You say they could potentially qualify fastest seed. Are you talking on the world level here? Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, that is, you leave those two off and you still go, you still go Matt Richards, Lewis Burress, Jacob Whittle and Ed Mildred or Joe Litchfield. That's a fast team. That's a really fast team. Jack McMillan. That is a really fast team. Oh, absolutely! Without question, makes a world final. Like it would, it would qualify them. I just don't know if it's first, but it doesn't matter if you've got a lane. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So um, it's very exciting, either yeah. way, for both both the four by two and the four by one, because we've got swimmers that are good enough to bring medals back when it comes mm. to the world championships and Paris in the next year as well. Very exciting times. Okay, so the best battles then. A bit of a summary. We're looking forward to the women's 100 back, the women's 400 IM, the women's 200 meters freestyle, the men's 100 back, and the men's 100 and 200 freestyle. Like I said, we cannot preview every single event. There is so many. We haven't, we're not going to speak about the likes of Ben Proud. We just know he's going to win the 53. Well, Lewis. Well, hang on. You say that. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not, let's not dig a hole for myself. Yes, there's so many battles that we can look forward to, but let's end this podcast then with our predictions, and we're going to do four each, and by predictions, I don't mean like we're going to set a time, it's more of a statement, and we'll get each other to expand on it, and I think that's a good place to end rather than every swimmer, every event. Um, Dan, I'm going to let you kick things off. Oh, okay. Let's pick one of my four. I think, since we've just spoken about how good the men's 100 meter freestyle is, I think Matt is going to go and win the 100 meter freestyle at Champs. Even though though Tom Dean goes in as favourite, like I said, but I actually think Matt will come away with the gold in this one. What do you think to that? I think you've forgotten Lewis Burras. Um, Yeah, yeah. Again, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm basing that off because I don't move, know how well Lewis is doing right now. The move to Millfield has done wonders, and he is swimming Definitely. phenomenally well. Mm. Um, I, th- I think it's a first prediction on this podcast. That's a bold one to put your neck out on. I know. <laughs> That's why I did that one first, so let's get this one done out of the way. I, I, I feel relatively confident with it. Oh, wow, really? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I, I do, because he is swimming so well. Obviously, he's hit his British record short course, and he has now transitioned that over to long course. 
as of what we've seen so far. He's looking good. He's looking strong mm. in the water. The underwaters look great based off his British record as well. At yes, Pond that's Forge. true. And he did swim well at the Pro Series out in America. Yeah, yeah. So th- this is Ooh. the reason why I've decided to go with this prediction because he is based off recent performances. He's looking very good. Doesn't yeah, go in his favourite, like I said, but I think he's going to be a big challenge to so you think he walk away with gold. Um, yeah, I can't join you on that hill simply because I can't predict that race. Um, <laughs> gutsy. That's a gutsy, gutsy one to start with. Um, do you want to go bold with one of yours if you've got one? Oh, The men's 100 backstroke is going to be won by a youngster, one of the kids. Oh my gosh. That and I'm going to go Johnny Marshall. I'm going to go Johnny Ooh. Marshall. Um, I think wow. It's, yeah, he looked really good out in the Pro Series, racing against the likes of Ryan Murphy, Hunter Armstrong. Mm. Um, Justin Rice. I just feel like he's got the uh, American sprinting backstroke in him, because he is American, <laughs> technically, but he swims for British swimming. Um, I think he's almost the missing piece right now in that medley relay he is very young and he has got Mm. a long way to develop when he goes off to florida but in terms of all of the names we've listed so far for me he's the wild card out of all of those interesting that is interesting i think and i'm going to agree with you that i think he's the the next one let's say the for the hundred maybe it's a year maybe i've gone a year too early on this prediction that's what i'm thinking i think he is the next one but as of right now he's not quite there he is racing the top guys that he needs to race like you just said ryan murphy hunter armstrong justin rest he's been racing those top american guys who are definitely the best in the world right now Uh, you know i'd almost be those guys as well Personally, I feel like the two guys who have had that 100 back are so good in the 200 that it is wild to me that they wouldn't fully focus on two back. I don't... Time is almost irrelevant in this race because I don't think anyone's going to also qualify with a 52. You've got to go to British record. You've got to hit a British record to qualify automatically. I don't think that's happening. So really, it's whoever gets their hand on the wall first. Luke is a fantastic racer, as is Brody. Uh, you've listed the final already, pretty much. I have, unless yeah, there's I some have. wild card comes, that comes through. Johnny Marshall is definitely one name to watch out for. Uh, he might be the name in Paris. I just don't know if it's too early right now. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can imagine one <laughs> I, I one year know. one year in Florida, and that set up there. Yeah, I can. I can see it next year. This year, I still think it's going to be one of the the up-and-coming names, not one of the mainstays. I just have this feeling. I suppose that was your prediction, wasn't it? It was just one of the prospects coming through. But Yeah, and just, then I stuck my neck, neck out on the, the chopping block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, I, uh, hopefully Johnny does it or any of them do it. Ollie Morgan, John O'Adams, anyone. Any one of those guys comes and does it. Um, I still think Luke is the guy to beat as of right now, but I... St- <laughs> Brody Williams is looking good as well. <laughs> so here's a 200 meter backstroke. Yeah, so it's, it's, that, it's, it's, it's there thing. is a massive difference. It's not like the 100 free and the 200 free. There's a huge difference in 100 there back is. and 200 back in my mind. Yeah, because the underwaters play a huge factor and it comes into stroke yeah. races completely. Although I say that Brody's, you know? Brody's underwaters look very good in the two back at Edinburgh. Oh, you're, you're yeah. going to sway I mean, me here. <laughs> Oh no no! You can't change your prediction once you no, said no, it. No no no! That's it. Fine. I mean, okay, I have right. To stick with we have gone free, so <laughs> we've gone two very very gutsy ones to start with. Hit me with something a little bit more tame, please. 
<laughs> more tame. <laughs> wow, I don't know. Realistic. I think we've, we could be onto something. Um, or more tame. Um, Lily Booker, I've spoken about her before. I think she has the potential to challenge and possibly beat Abby in the 200 breaststroke. I think the word possibly needs to be removed. I actually think she wins 200 breaststroke. Oh, okay. she swam so away from Abby. Ahead. She swam away from Abby at the Edinburgh meet and looked really long and really strong. She's had a year with Dave Hemmings, a bit like um, Laura Stevens. I, I think I tell you I what, this her... this 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 goes on. If if I just do my next one then, because it joins perfectly with mine, I okay. think at this meet we see the next wave of women's breaststroke in this country really impressing. So I had breaststroke, Lily, yeah, yeah breaststroke. So yeah. I had Lily book. I had Lily Booker to win the 200 and then I had Cara and Imogen to swim very well in the 100 and both get on the on the team. I think Ooh, wow. there is a okay. big gap with Molly Renshaw and Sarah Vasey retiring and I think Definitely. these three these these three girls fill it instantly actually. Yeah, I agree with you. I I put Lily Booker in the same category as Ed Mildred. Um the fact that they've gone over to a performance center, they've now been there for you know, the best part of a year, maybe even two years now. And I think they will see the benefits of that. So they've mm. been in the setup, they've been in the pool, they've been training with the guys that they need to train with. I think this is their time. Uh, and Lily Booker has a great breaststroke technique, very smooth. It's a very 200 meter breaststroke uh, technique. This is not really suited to 100, in my opinion, no, she, no, although no. she can probably well, you, prove me you wrong. Maybe, a, but... you, you said she's got a chance in a 400 IM. She's got that endurance base. Oh, yeah, definitely, yes. Which is what's needed on a 200 breaststroke. You need to come back strong. I mean, Zach Stopsy-Cook is a prime example of him almost cruising the first 100 and then yeah, coming yeah, yeah. through like a freight train on the on the second 100. And I think Lily Booker has that potential to do that. And I think Abby's got a bit of a run for her money on that event. Yeah, I, I think just Abby has the busier meet just as a whole. She's got the 200 free, the 200 IM. I don't think yeah. she swims the 400 IM anymore. Um, she might do the 100 free in the heats to make that relay team. And then she's got the 200 mm. breaststroke. So Lily, you said she swims the 400 IM. She might just target the two breaststroke. That might literally be her meet. And I I fully, what's what's the straight qualifying time for it? 2.22.8. Oh, sorry. Two, consideration 2.23.3. So, so that's the consideration time, 2.23.3. Can she hit that? I'm going to say no. I think that's, that is fast. Um. Mm. But I think she wins. I, I, I do. She was certainly circled as one of my names to look out for. Yeah. me, As was Kara and Imogen, who we haven't really touched upon. But if we say, I mm. said the next generation or the ne- next wave of women's breaststrokers is here. I think I think it really is. I think it's, mm. we're in a good place. The 100 breaststroke, Imogen, Clark and Kara. So women really fast right now. Really fast. I mean, Kara's hitting Scottish records almost at will at the moment. I, I, I actually expect her to hit another Scottish record when it comes mm. to champs um and actually she's only 0.5 away from the british record so i don't think Mm. she's going to be too far away from getting that actually so that's another name to watch out for imogen is still for me more of a 50 meter summer but if she can just she's not going to get selected on the 50 though is she even if it is a world's event no i mean the only summer we will see going will be will be ben on the or whoever wins a 50 meter freestyle that's the only one yeah you you keep trying to dig into that one (laughs) i know (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> let's let's leave that alone. Um, I'll go again then because we kind of joined mine two. Yeah, yeah. Because we kind of joined mine two together. Now we we've spoken in this before, but I've got Medi Harris to impress in the two hundred freestyle. I don't mm. think she's going to win it. Mm. She could make the podium. 
Yeah, uh, yes. I think she'll finish bronze. If I'm going to... So if she finishes bronze, further. she beats one of Freya Anderson or Abby Wood or Lucy Hope. That, that's good going. Medi Harris to maybe make a little bit of a name for herself in the 200 freestyle and people to sit up and be like, oh, we do really have a 4 by 2 here. I mean, people should be thinking that already, to be honest with you, but this yeah, might be the yeah. meet to actually make everyone aware, actually. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think Medi Harris will impress in the 200 free. I'm looking forward to 100 backstroke, of course. I just, that's her main event. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she's putting her hand up for potentially two relay spots, the 4x1 medley and the 4x2 free, that's good going. I think that's, she'll be, that's very I good I think going. she'll be on the 4x1 free as well. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. 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 She's becoming a very vital team member, which is Absolutely. very good to have. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, you go. Um, I'm going to go back to a slightly... Is it controversial? I don't think it is. Um, Jimmy Guy, I think he's going to be challenged quite heavily on the 100 fly. I think he oh. wins, but I do think he's going okay. to be challenged by the likes of Jacob Peters, uh, Jamie Ingram, Ed Mildred, those sort of guys. Um, it's so you not think going to be plain closed? sailing. Yes, I think so, yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. I, I, I disagree. I think, I think Jimmy's still the class, and I. Th well. Maybe Jacob Peters is on the level with him, but I'm not sure the gap for the rest of the field has closed just yet. I think if okay. I was up in Edinburgh, I was poolside, Jimmy still looked like the guy. Even though he got beaten out of that whole field, he still, like, he was knackered. He still looked like Jimmy. Well, mind you, the person that beat him was um, that Simon Booker at Austria who was, was rested and hit, that, his and he hit his Olympic time, time yeah. didn't he? So, yeah, I mean, that, you can kind of disregard him because he was really targeting that race. And Jimmy was, was dead. I think he was really suffering <laughs> by that yeah. point. Um, and I don't think that's influenced me. I think I know what Jimmy can do. He is a, he's just a powerhouse, isn't he? So I still think but he's going to win. I just don't think it's going to be your win it by a second or second and a half type source of victory. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I don't think he won it by a second... To, yeah, Jacob Peters has always been with him. I think he, Jacob's within like a second, yeah, 0. 0.7 yeah. or 0.8 or something along those sort of lines. I don't think it's going to be that margin of victory. I think it's going to be about half a second, something like that. Okay. That's that's what okay. I think, yeah. Um, okay, my last one then. Mm. I think Anna Hopkin takes a step to the next level. And by that I mean I think she becomes a world, world-class 100-metre freestyle and 50-metre freestyle swimmer at this meet. She's she's already made Olympic finals and stuff like that. Say, is, is she not but there I, She is. Like, she fully is. I just think she goes another level. I By that I mean over previous years, her and Freya Anderson have not been... You've not been able to split them in the 100 freestyle. Mm, yes. I think Anna comes away from this meet head and shoulders the fastest sprint freestyler in the women's side in this country Ooh, so you're expecting her to pb in both the 50 and the 100 i don't know about pb but i think she wins both by a big margin okay yeah i mean i i, I see her because she's obviously olympic finalist in both those well she didn't do the final in the 53 because she was saving herself for the mixed medley in tokyo but she would have made the final definitely mm. and the fact that you said that she had a chance of meddling in that race as well, even though she pulled out. Her start says a lot. I tell you what, her yeah. start, just watch it at champs, is ridiculous. I think there's a, there's a like lot of you, power. You, there, say, isn't there? you say Ben Proud is the best like best start in Brit. Put her mm, in that oh, yeah. category. I genuinely would. You just watched the first fifteen meters, I watched it at Edinburgh. She was a body length ahead. 
Straight away. Yeah. <laughs> so whoa. Yeah. And she was not swimming against slow girls up in Edinburgh. They were they were fast. She's got a lot of explosive fast twitch fibres in her, hasn't she? So it, I, I'd love to see your prediction come true. Um, hopefully she does PB. And maybe this will be the the next level for her because I love her technique. The straight arm freestyle, mm. similar to Ben Proud. And she's got a lot of power for, for such a small person. Um, yeah, so it's actually, I, I hope that's true. I do hope that's true. I agree with you. I think she's going to win the 50 and the 100. Um, will she win it by the margin that you're saying? Who knows? Possibly. But if she can get anywhere near her PBs, then I think she's on the right track, definitely. Mm. 100%. Okay, Dan, finish us off then. My last one is, again, a bit of a debate for you. Um, I've predicted the star of the meet. And I Ooh. think the star go of on the him. meet is going to be Freya Colbert. I throw Tom Dean into it, but I... I'm with you. I think she has oh. been the form British swimmer so far this year. Up in Edinburgh, mm. she won the 800 free and the 200 back, which is just nuts. Yeah. Like, those yeah. two do not yeah. go together. Um, I presume she was swimming the 200 back for her 400 IM. It, I guess well, Dave Hemmings yeah. perceived it as the weaker leg and they targeted it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 with you. I think she'll she have a tough battle in the 400 IM with Katie Shanahan. Um, mm, but yes, definitely. Yeah, for me, Freya Colbert is she's going to get the headlines at the end of this meet. I I no I, no pressure, yeah. but I think so. <laughs> I think she's I, again. We're we're saying this again. It's a year with Dave Hemmings. Mm, We've said that about yeah. a lot of these swimmers actually. Like. Laura Stevens. It, it's a year at that national centre after Nova, who set her up really well for her future. I yeah. think, yeah, I, I'm I'm fully with you, and I feel like that's that's a really good place to end this podcast because I think in two weeks' time we will be saying Freya Colbert, welcome to like the top of British women now. I mean, she could, she could potentially be the next British superstar if she does really really well. That, that's how highly I rate her. So mm. yeah. There yeah, you go. I, I agree. She's got some like tough competition kind of internationally in those events. Yeah. But you think of like she's swimming the same events as Summer McIntosh. Like they're mm. they're, they're going to be tough events to win internationally. But in terms of like British swimming, a level of there's not really been that that star in the women's side for a little while now. And I think she could be that. I think Freya Anderson has been that name. Um, yeah. But I think I think Freya Colbert's going to get up to that level. Last year was really, really good on a really mm. tired schedule, really tough schedule. And this summer, it's one meet. She's just targeting this. I think she'll do really well. So that rounds up our British Champs Prediction podcast. As we said at the start of this, a few of it might, a few of our predictions might be a little bit skewed just with where we're recording. Um, but let us know in the comments section who you think are going to break out and maybe drop us four predictions like we've just done. Um, doesn't have to be who's going to win, just some statements um, yep. on our, yeah, leave a comment on our YouTube page for the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. And me and Dan will see you guys poolside at British Champs for the Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Yes, I'll see you Saturday and Sunday. Um, but yep. yes, we're looking forward to it. Some excellent racing is going to be happening, I'm sure of it. Yes, we'll see you guys poolside. See you then. Yep, catch you guys in the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. 
we want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.